Hey guys, thank you so much for coming back. This is Mondays. I'm Melissa Mayer and your host. Today is a special show because I have my very first guest, Living Walden, um, is their tag. I actually spoke to Josh Moore and Nicole Villar today. They are working on their project, um, I'll call it a project, with um, Josh's younger brother, Justin, and they're all getting ready to renovate this uh, city bus and turn it into their home along with their three very big and very beautiful dogs. I met Josh and Justin a little probably about a year ago. They were some of the most friendliest, sweetest, funniest guys I've met and I'm so lucky that I've had the chance to meet them and to do this interview with them. Um, Josh, I know we joked a lot about your wisdom, and I, I honestly think that you deserve a little bit of credit. Uh, you are working very hard, and I can't wait to see the final product, and I can't wait for you to see the final product, and just to um, really see what that blood, sweat, and tears, you know, really paid off. And Nicole, you are so beautiful. Seriously, like your closet, like your your outfits literally were beautiful to me and when you told me that you had to throw away like half your closet I was honestly heartbroken for you and I was also very curious to find out where those clothes went and who they belong to now <laughs> just kidding but um I really felt what you said about uh the spiritual connection that you get when you travel and um how you really just long for that feeling all the time and um, I think it's really beautiful, and I think that's the most important part of traveling is that spiritual connection with the world and with yourself, and I hope that you experience so many more of those moments on your trip. Also, shout out to Justin, who couldn't make it, but seems to be taking the transition of life really well, and you're so brave, and being able to get rid of all your stuff and without a problem... Um, that's really bold of you and I'm wishing all of you and your three puppies not so puppies all the best in the world and hopefully I'll be able to have you guys back on maybe when you're all done with the bus and you guys are ready to head off and maybe there's a change where your head's at I don't know and to the listeners thank you again don't forget to message me email me find me literally I'm everywhere you can find me. I know you can. And um, enjoy. I was curious as to um, when this whole idea came up. The idea actually kind of, it's, it's actually an idea that has molded into this. The initial idea for me was um, to circumnavigate the globe in a sailboat. That's the idea that I had initially that became this idea. And that I, that's still something that I'm going to do. But it went from that to, well, that's expensive, so I need to find a way to save money. And so then it became simplifying my life and having less bills so that I could buy a nicer boat that's more comfortable so that I could save up money so that I could sail around the world. And so then when I first got out of the military, I already had this plan that I thought I was going to do when I was like 50. You know, I thought this was something I was going to do way later on. And then I got 
you know, one thing after another happened, I ended up getting out of the military early and I had all this, you know, free time. I was like, all right, well, I can do this much sooner than I had initially planned. And living in a smaller space was something that I had contemplated. So I was just going to live in a van and, and go to some park somewhere and live in the back of a van with a bed in it and have a dog, save up money and then do that eventually. And then I... Was this before or after you met Nicole? This was before I met Nicole. And uh, it was actually before I moved in with my brother as well. So then I got out of the military. I was looking for a place to stay that I kind of could do a little more long term. And my brother ended up having a room open. And so I moved in with my brother. And then we started talking about traveling more. And he kind of came on board with the sailing idea. And I have a sailboat now. And we were sailing around all the time. And I was teaching him how to sail. And then that's when I met Nicole. And so then before you knew it, I had like this little family of people in a van became a less practical idea. Uh, so then we started looking into um, school buses and we had this idea of learning to live in a small space as a group and traveling and kind of almost like a doing a dry run for a sailor around the world in as a road trip. So doing the road trip as like a prep trip yeah. for the big sailing trip. And that still kind of is the plan. We looked at a bunch of school buses. We ended up deciding on a city bus because we saw a couple in New Zealand that was living with their two kids in, in a bus. Yeah, it was huge. And Yeah, and I kept looking and I was like, how do they have so much room in there? And then I finally saw a picture of the outside of the bus. And I was like, that's not a school bus. That's a it's like a <laughs> metropolitan yeah. you know, bus. And I was like, that's, that's what we should look for. Also, with having three dogs, it helps a exactly. lot with all the space that we have yeah exactly and um so we ended we found the bus and then that's the I, the iteration of the idea currently is save up a little more do a trip around the country learning to live in a small space learning uh how to save money while you're traveling learning how to enjoy places and also get the most out of a day you know so if we're spending two weeks somewhere like Washington DC, there's so much to see in Washington DC that you have to, it almost takes a skill to see everything you want to see and also not, you know, kill yourself doing stuff 14 hours a day. And we have the dogs, we still have like a life that we have to yeah. maintain. I mean, I feel like I should also make it clear. <laughs> How old are you guys? I'm 28, Nicole's 23. I'm, I'm 25. <laughs> <laughs> She's not even like 20 something. Um, my, my brother is about to turn 26. His he's, birthday he's two is years younger than me. She's two years younger than me. And, um, yeah, he's old. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, Josh I'm is old. real old. He's our elder. <laughs> that's, but that's good. You've got the wisdom around you now. Yeah, the wisdom. <laughs> Wh- wisdom. Hard, hard, hardly the word I would use, but I'll, I'll take it. Throwing up air quotes. <laughs> so, wisdom. so when you met him and you, like, knew what he was planning Mm -hmm. was it like a surprise or were you like I'm down or immediately I was down um I like to think of myself as somebody who's really adventurous and I'm open to a lot of ideas especially if that means for me to like see different places um so immediately once he told me at first I was like is this guy serious I just met him also met him on tinder which is (laughs) A really funny story. And he wants to take me on a boat? Yeah. Like, around the world. So I met this guy on Tinder, and two weeks later, he's like, so I'm sailing around the world eventually. Would you, uh, would you want to come with me? I'm like, wow. Yeah, he wants to murder me. For sure, I want to go. It's actually in between dick 
<laughs> well, that's good. But yeah, I've always been really ready. And then we changed the, or he really changed the idea from a sailboat to living in a bus. And at first, like I had seen tiny homes in the past and I've been kind of like, oh, I don't know if I could ever do that. And then, of course, just trying to like push my mind further and trying to uh, see if I could actually do it, minimizing my closet, minimizing essentially everything in my everyday life was more and more doable. So as soon as we moved into the bus, I was like, wow, we have a lot of space actually. And it's been quite the adventure and been a lot easier than most people think. We always get questions like, so how's it living in the bus? Like, well, how are you guys doing? Are you okay? Have you torn each other's heads off yet? And we're like, no, it's actually a lot easier than you think. We, I, I literally sit down in our bus and I just look around like, Dang. There's a lot of space. There's a here. lot of space. We could fit three more dogs. Yeah, in here. essentially. One day. That's me. That's my. I'm like, Josh, like, can we get another dog? I'm like doing the math. There's like numbers going on. Around. I'm like, I think we could get four more dogs. Like, I feel like we could handle it. He's always like, can we get another dog? And I'm like, obviously, I'm going to say no, but then I think about it, like, in the back of my head, I'm like, can, can, can we? Like I told you, I moved into this apartment maybe back two months ago. And. After, like, I've moved, I've moved a lot over mm-hmm. the past couple of years, and I don't like it, but I think what makes me hate it is just realizing how much stuff that I have, mm-hmm. and this time moving in, I got rid of, like, a lot of stuff, you know? With, like, a kid, it's so easy to, like, build up all this, like, junk, you know? Yeah. So I really did want to, like, declutter and get rid of, you know, as much as stuff possible, you know, start fresh, start new with... Less to clean, right. you know, less stuff you have, less stuff you have to clean and worry exactly. about. But when you guys moved, I'm guessing, out of the apartment, mm-hmm. did you guys get rid of a lot of stuff? I, personally, I've been getting rid of things for years. I had a house full of furniture at one point. I mean, I had $3,000 couches. I was, I had like this completely different idea of life and I wanted like nice stuff so that eventually I wanted to get things that could last me so that I could fill up this nice house that I planned on getting and then gradually fell out of love with that idea and so I started getting rid of stuff I left I left those couches with a roommate I didn't make a penny when I moved I by the time I got out of the military I had everything that I owned fit into the back seat of my pickup truck not the bed the back seat the only thing I had in the bed of my truck was my mattress Um, so I didn't have to get rid of very much and I'd kind of been used to living with less for a long time? Not so much for me. I did have the, my closet was the hugest thing for me. But other than that, I, I've never really been one to own furniture. And if I do have furniture, it's a vanity that stays with my parents. It's a little bit of an antique, so it kind of like goes down as yeah. a family heirloom. But other than that, I have a mattress that we have now in my in our room. But my main thing was my clothing. So a couple of weeks before like we moved into the bus, I completely downsized my closet and I threw, not threw away, but I had two huge garbage garbage bags full of clothing that I donated to all of my coworkers at my previous job at Taverna. They took everything. So wow. even now looking at my closet, I've been wanting to clean it out again because I'm like, I don't wear any of this stuff and it's crazy how much you really notice that you wear only about like 20 items. I keep dresses here and there just because I'm like, oh, I like to wear a dress every now and then. But 
other than that, all of my clothes just, I feel like, were just donated. Yeah. And we still do have a storage unit that has, like, my brother has, like, his furniture that was in his room and stuff, but... Justin had the most out of all of us. He had yeah. furniture, but she got rid of those yeah, it was awful couches. Right? <laughs> it was, yeah. yeah, yeah, but he, but he did really well. He was so open. Like Justin and I did all of the moving together. Josh had to stay behind and work on the electric for the bus so we could live in it the yeah. next day. But Justin and I worked for hours getting moved out of that apartment, and he was just like filling up garbage cans full of. Just crap that he just didn't want, didn't want. He was just like, throw it away, throw it away, don't need it, throw it away, throw it away, throw That's it away. Good. Just threw everything away, and he was just like, in. Yeah, he was in. getting all in. That's good. Completely. Ever, like, I have never seen so much crap just being thrown away by one person. He was just like, I don't need any of this. Bye. Just, so and all of his clothes, too. Because believe crazy. it or not, people get really attached to their things. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah. They start to have value to you, yeah. and it's like... That's really Sentimental value, I think, is a the biggest dangerous. But I mean, it's it's good, but it's also it can be very very dangerous when you're trying to be simple and, yeah. and, and simplify your life. Um, but Justin's the type of person where, like, I think he's an expert procrastinator. So when he gets into the mode where he's going to do something, he's so used to the time crunches of he just knocks something out. It's oh yeah, insane. If he cleans. It takes he an cleans. hour, and everything is, like, spotless. He's, like, that type of person. Um, so I was finishing the bus. I mean, we weren't even done. Uh, we're still not completely done, but oh. we weren't done with the electrical system on the bus until 7 p.m. the night we moved in. Oh, wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was, I mean, we, 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 what we did was we set a goal. I set a goal that I knew was ambitious, and I knew that if the worst-case scenario we could extend our stay at our apartment uh, two or three days if we needed to. I knew we could. But I wanted to set that date so that we were kind of forced into acting. Because I'm the type of person where if I don't have a deadline, I'm very lazy. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to. But I'm lucky. I, I've, I've kind of learned that about myself you guys, over the years. You guys also don't have, like, family here in Jacksonville. Uh, my dad and my stepmom live here. Our mom lives in Alabama, and then her family okay. lives like up north of Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So we still have family. Yeah, my, and my dad did Just help. In case my dad is an electrical engineer, oh, yeah. so he he helped a lot with uh, the electrical systems and stuff. So when did you buy the bus? It was in November. Last November. Mm-hmm. Last November, and it is currently August. So it's almost a year, and you feel like what percentage would you say you've gotten with the bus as far as being done with it? Visually. Probably 75%. Yeah. Functionally, 95%. Mm-hmm. As far as the things that need to work go, we're pretty much done. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot left to do. The things that I have left to do are um, I have to relocate some outlets. I have to install a lighting fixture. Very minimal stuff. Visually, we probably have a, a little longer to go there. A lot more. Because we still have to do the whole outside of the bus. It's the paint. Surprisingly, it's a 1979, and the paint is, with very few exceptions, pretty much completely intact and, and still looking decent. It's really retro. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's pretty and, retro. Uh, we're going to keep a very similar paint pattern on it, but we're just going to update it. I'm going to sand it down. There's some spots that have some corrosion that have to sand out mm-hmm. and uh, fix. Nothing major, but that's the type of thing we still have to do a lot of. And then as far as... When the trip starts, it's really just about finances. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. That's the 
what we're doing right now, I'm trying to stay, we're trying to stay in the same spot for a while so that our costs kind of stay uniform. Yeah. And I can get a good feel over the course of like six months how much we spend on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis, where those, where that money comes from and goes to, and how much we're going to need when we're actually traveling. Because... You don't really know that yet. Exactly. And and that's going to dictate how long we can stay in each spot. Because yeah. we want to... Well, the goal right now is to basically zigzag our way across the country, end up in Alaska, get three, pl- three round-trip plane tickets, put the dogs in boarding in Alaska, in like a boarding place for a week, and then fly to Hawaii for a week. And Hawaii will be the finish line. So that's a lot of money. Just that trip alone, that's a few thousand dollars in plane, in plane tickets on top of boarding the dogs, on top of feeding them while they're boarded, on top of driving back. So it's going to be an expensive trip, but I think it's going to be worth it. So right now what we're doing is trying to get a feel for how much it costs to live in the bus and then set a goal for a time span and a, and a dollar amount. We need to save up this much by this point and then we can leave. And we're kind of ironing out the details of that yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. So for both of you, I'll ask you individually, what has been the most stressful part? The most stressful part was the month leading up to moving in. I don't think I have ever been so stressed out. I was like, a, I don't want to say a nervous wreck, but I was close to it. Um, just getting everything done has been so far the most memorable, most stressful part for me. Um, just because we were on such a deadline, which can be a good thing just because we had to get everything done by this point. And I'm just like him. I'm a procrastinator, so if I don't have a deadline, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to mosey my way I'm along. I'm noticing a trend in all yeah. of these. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, we're procrastinators, which is probably not the best. We should but... change our Instagram page to <laughs> procrastin- expert procrastination. <laughs> I don't know. I just, but other than that, um, I think besides just the whole getting our bus livable for being stressful, other than that, um, just knowing that I have to save up money at the same, like while I'm still trying to get by right now is a little weird because we are still ironing out kinks and I'm still working, yeah. still working a lot, so... It's just been stressful, and then people, like, I don't mind when people ask, so when are you leaving? But there's almost, like, this weird expectation. Yeah. Are you leaving soon? Yeah. Like, are you leaving, like, soon? Like, when are you going to get on the road? And just, right. gonna, like, give me time. Like, I think this not... part right here is the most important, <laughs> learning how yeah, to live exactly. on the bus. Exactly. exactly. And people are like, like, we can't just, like, jump on the bus and leave. Like, we don't know. We're still ironing out kinks, yeah. like, how to live with each other in such a small space and how we're taking care of our dogs and how we're going to travel and how we're going to afford it. And people, like, almost ask every day, like, so when are you leaving on your trip? So how much longer do you have on your bus? What have you done lately on your bus? I'm like, oh, my God. It's all about the process. It's all about the process. Yeah. And, the process and a lot of people just, part. like, don't recognize that, which is fine. But it's it's kind of fun to tell them, well, you know, this is what we're doing. But then also at the same time, like, don't give me the expectation that we're leaving next tell week. Tell them, follow the page. <laughs> check right. out the stories. Right. You can literally see it all. And, the process. That the process. That but it's been a really fun process. I'm like, I talk to people, I'm like, but it's really cool. I We essentially own a home. Like, it's our home. We can do whatever the yeah. hell we want with it. No no rules, no regulations. Just kind of, like, go with it. Yeah. And it's so been really fun. was the most stressful part, and this part is the most rewarding part. Yeah, like. definitely. And then knowing eventually that we're going to be out of here for a little bit at least, and we'll be able to see new places together. Really yeah, exactly. And for you? 
I agree. I think that, yeah, leading up to the actual most stressful moment was the week before we moved in. The bus still wasn't running. Oh, my God. I had to get the bus running, and I only had a week left. And I'm somewhat handy, but I'm not, like, you know, some master mechanic or something like that when it comes to 1979 city buses. Um, <laughs> not exa- You know, that's not exactly what I studied in school. But um, that was the most stressful time for me I think it, like a, the generally the most stressful thing isn't really that stressful but I think it's the dogs it's knowing that we're in a small space and that they need plenty of exercise mm-hmm. and they always get plenty of exercise anyway because I you know I don't work very much I walk them a ton but just knowing that that's the one thing that's always on rotation that they always need is every time we wake up they need a walk every time we come home they need a walk every time before we go to sleep they need another mm-hmm. walk and that's you would really think, not that bad. You would think it would be easy to do that just because right. you literally just have to walk out the door. It is. That, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's not that bad, but it's just the, that's really the only thing that, it's like the only chore I have to yeah. do, kind of. Besides, you know, building a bus. Yeah. <laughs> but that all, <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's all. <laughs> building the bus yeah. and, you know, and I see what you're doing other yeah. things. That's all stuff that I can do at my own pace. Yeah. The dogs is like. Oh, hey, bro, yeah. we have to go to the bathroom. Let's do this. Yeah. And that's that's anywhere you live, too. So if that's the most stressful part of my life, I feel like I'm on the right track to building a life that we're happy with. And the most rewarding part is the freedom that comes along with it. Mm-hmm. Financially, I mean, we don't have very many bills. And also what we can do with our space. Like, we wanted initially to build something and we were looking at things online and like we could do it like this we could do it like this and then event we kind of thought like we could just do it however we fucking want yeah like and that was a really cool thought was like we don't have to do it like that there's no specific way we have to do things Mm -hmm. we can paint it whatever color we want if we want to paint you know expletives all over it and like nasty pictures we could you know what I'm saying and that just knowing that you can do whatever you want that was my idea. I feel like it makes what you end can up doing can we cover the bus in avocados yeah yeah that, I think that would be you know what's I funny want... is she's thought about doing wallpaper on one of the walls I wanted lemon wallpaper <laughs> yeah, on the she, wall she's like on this huge uh, wallpaper kick recently and I love wallpaper. I like wallpaper nobody yeah. nobody has wallpaper it's anymore true. and it's no true. buses have wallpaper except it's for on the ceiling of one that because seen, wallpaper but... sucks generally oh. like okay. the Wallpapers you like, I do like, but just the reason you don't see it everywhere is because wallpaper. So you not... think I can put a wallpaper here? Yes. Really? I think if you do wallpaper, and if I if I moved out, I can like just take it down. There is some that you can yeah, yeah, yeah. just There's put peelable, up in. Yeah. Um, Go on. And if you just do an accent wall with it, I think it's cool. Yeah, wall. accent I just want to do one wall everywhere. Not right? everywhere. Yeah. Just yeah. an accent wall. Yeah, yeah. People, yeah, like people have that possessed. idea of like wallpaper. It's like a whole room is done in wallpaper, and that's like. That no. turns people off of it. Yeah. But I think if you do it, it's just like painting something a crazy color. If yeah. you do it with some level of subtlety, it can be really nice. So in addition to the all the stuff you're going to do and you have freedom to do all that, I think the three of you living together in this space, I don't know, like there's no rule book on yeah, exactly. bus living. Like no. I don't know, maybe somebody has written a book on how to live in a bus, but no, it's not going to be the same. Right. I, I'm actually... A I've been following this family um, on YouTube for like six or seven years now, and it's two brothers from Seattle, Washington, and they bought a boat, and they've been sailing around, and it's a pretty big boat, so they have kind of a crew of like friends and people that they meet that kind of rotates in and out, Um, and there's kind of like this core of like 
two or three people that are always on the boat, but they rotate different people. And from following them, they document things very thoroughly. It's called SV Delos, if somebody wants to like look at it on YouTube. I've kind of seen the way that they cope with living in a small space. And when you're living on a boat, there are periods of time where if you're crossing the Pacific Ocean, that's three weeks in a small space with nowhere to run. You know? And if you don't... Yeah, exactly. If you don't plan and mitigate things properly, it can be very stressful. And the captain, his name's Brian, um, he kind of goes into like how he keeps people sane and how he keeps kind of order and how he keeps everyone happy. Um, so and so I've you know learned a lot. He writes a blog post that I've read um, as well. Uh, but I mean, people have been doing it forever. You know, yeah. imagine when people were moving out west, they were living out of a. Wagon, oh, you know, for months and months and yeah. months, sometimes over a year, just traveling. When people were coming to the new world, they were sailing. We've been nomadic and we've been living in family groups our entire history. So it's certainly possible and it's certainly something that we have pre wired into our brains to be able to do. I think that living in isolation is actually more difficult than living in a community. And as long as you create a community that you're happy with, I think that it's potentially the most ideal living circumstance because you're much more likely to go insane by yourself than you are like solitary confinement is actually the worst punishment you can have in prison um living in a community i think is a reward yeah that's a perfect way to put it especially with people you love you know my brother and i are best friends nicole and i are best friends they get along well they're very funny I think that I'm very funny. You to guys them. are you know, all we, funny. We get we get along with each other. We make each other laugh, and we have our dogs too. Yeah, exactly. Really great. We, we have our we have our babies. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like you problems. each have one too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if anything, we have, like, each have a designated. Exactly. Exactly. I hate everybody. Like I just want to cuddle my dog. Exactly. I feel yeah. like that. That's a coping. <laughs> exactly. They really are a coping mechanism. Sometimes, like they're just always there, and like I don't know. Sometimes, yes. Obviously, just like any kid or any dog, they get on your nerves sometimes because you're like, ugh, stop being so, like, in my face. Me. But right. then there's, like, days where you're just like, oh, and I Thank love you, you. Love you. <laughs> you're so great. And, yeah, exactly. And we have amazing dogs. Yeah. They're so I, good. I, like, we've been very lucky with our dogs. Yeah. I, I was going to say, mention, like, you guys are some of the most, like, amazing dog parents, Thanks. I think, honestly. We're yeah, well, we're lucky we have <laughs> You've got, so like, three big-ass dogs over, <laughs> like, 50 pounds. How, how much do each dog weigh, tell me, uh, just so people get a feel of how big the, these dogs the small, are. The smallest dog we have is, like, 75 pounds. There you go. Kiko weighs 80. Okay, well, the smallest dog we have is 80 pounds. <laughs> there you go. Kiko's solid. He's the smallest, but he's Odie, he's a potato. He's solid. He's a pit boxer, and he weighs 80, I guess. I thought he weighed that, but... No, 80. he weighs 80. Last time and he weighed, he was 80. The German Shepherd 75, 78? No, he's bigger than Kiko now. Oh, crap. He's definitely bigger than he's Kiko. He's probably around, like, 82. Yeah, he's probably a little bigger than that. And then Murphy was probably 100 now. Or so. And he's only growing. And so, he's still going to get bigger. Yeah, yeah, and Bernie's Mountain Dogs grow until they're about, like, two or three years old because, I mean, from the ages of, like, being a puppy until, like, a year, year and a half, they're still growing in height and they're still growing a little bit of girth. But from the ages of, like, one to three, they're just building nothing but muscle and mass and hair. So he's, like, if you look at him now against, like, five months ago, his head more than anything is got has gotten so 
big. Like, he stands up to me now. Like he's smart. He is really smart. <laughs> he's so lovable, but he, like, he likes to stand up and hug you. So now whenever he, like, stands up next to me, he's as tall as me. His head is bigger than my head. And I'm like, crap. <laughs> I forget that you're going to get bigger than yeah, this. <laughs> and he's just like, I want to be on top of you, Mom. Like, how, how old is he right now? He's a year and, oh, like, three months. He just turned a year in oh, May. So... <laughs> Yeah, he's a big, but he's like he may be huge, but he's like he thinks he's small. Yeah, he thinks he's a lap dog. He's he's exactly what we were looking for. We had Justin's dog, the pit boxer, who he got him when he was a little older, and he had like some abuse problems, so he's kind of skittish and he doesn't like other dogs. And then we got Odie, and they kind of warmed up to each other, and I knew for sure that I wanted a third dog, but we wanted something. Predictable, like predictable behavior with predictable health issues, um, and Murphy is exactly what we wanted. He's a great. He's great. perfect. I feel like, like they're gonna love the like change of scenery and stuff. Oh like yeah, that. especially Odie and Murph. Kiko like, might like when it comes to cold. We're gonna have to put a fat sweater on him. <laughs> oh Kiko, yeah, he's yeah, such he's a baby. <laughs> Even down here, like in the middle of winter, if it's cold outside. He'll like he'll go outside, go to the bathroom, and then he'll just look at me like it's time to go back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he does a sleep and cuddle. That's this all he not, wants to this do. This is not me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the dogs, and I'm excited for you guys because I feel like you guys already are growing so much. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Even since we've lived, in, I was actually thinking about this like earlier. Like, I feel I feel like even in the past few months since we've moved into the bus, there there's been a lot of growth individually um I can say for myself that I've definitely had to expand my mind and also learn to be way more patient than I've ever had to be and um I'm not somebody who's patient at all I have no patience but I've learned that I need to really be more patient and think a little bit more about my actions and then also, learning how to give everybody their space is also something that I've cha- been challenged with and that still to this day is challenging me, but I'm learning that there's, like, you really have to give everybody their space. Like, no matter what, even if you're even if you're in a fight, which we don't really do all that often, but or if, you know, just somebody's in a bad mood or somebody's in, having a bad day, you need to give them their space, and we live in a really small one, so learning a lot about ourselves and learning how to deal with the ones that you love the most and that you want to be so close with all the time to learn to that that you need to give them their space more than you ever had is something that I've definitely been challenged with and that has made me grow a bit more as a person that's a good point that's a really good point it's like being conscious of what other people need and not just what you need yeah and even the dogs like knowing that they need a lot of time to be outside and giving them their time to like run and be crazy. I mean, yeah, they're huge and they're in this small space and then learning that they need longer walks. They need time where they can run and sprint like there's no freaking tomorrow. That's extremely important. And like trying to fit that into your everyday life and your every into every week is a challenge, but it's something that we have had to learn yeah. how to do it and how to manage. It forces you to live your life instead of just on your own singular terms. I'm sure you could compare this to motherhood as well. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't have a choice. You have to consider someone else. You mm-hmm. still have to make yourself happy, but being cognizant of another person 
um, force it forces you to be less selfish. You yeah. Know? It doesn't oh, mean God. you can't make yourself happy. It just means that you have to also make someone else happy, which makes you, I think, better in general at I think living inside of communities. And things. Low key, high key, actually. Um, just you guys, like you said about each of you having your own space and stuff. Mm-hmm. In order for you guys to be good with each other, you guys have to be good with yourselves. Exactly. Very yes. much so. Good, very good point. Yeah, and it's definitely made me, I know for sure me, I've gone through a little bit of a mental, not a mental breakdown, I don't want to put it that way, but I've definitely had some hard challenges to like have to like sit back and think about it, put myself away from everybody and just kind of be like, hey, you've been pretty selfish. You've been up your boyfriend's ass a little bit too much. Yeah. Um, also, sometimes yeah, sometimes being hard with yourself and yeah. real with yourself. Don't talk about our sex life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but just to be like, just to be honest, like it's... I think if I were to be living in an apartment with these guys again, I don't think I would have made so much or have been trying to make much more of a growth because I definitely haven't, like, grown. I've made, like, I'm at my end now, but I'm still in that transition where, like, I really need to catch myself sometimes, and I need to be more self-aware than I thought that I was before because two months ago, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm way more self, I'm self-aware. And now I'm looking at myself and kind of like, You're, girl, you are nowhere where you that. need yeah. to be. I love that, though. And in, it's, always the t- it's always when you look back at you yeah. know, and you're like, oh, and no, I'm eventually, better yeah. now. After looking back enough times and realizing I was wrong, you just realize, oh, I'm still wrong, definitely. Just not less wrong than I was. <laughs> and not so when you start to acknowledge everything I do is definitely not as good as it could be, and I'll know that five years from now you start to look at the things you're doing with a little bit more perspective. And hopefully gradually that change becomes less and less and less because you start to use all the prior knowledge and you also plan more for the future, what you're going to think in the future. Perfectly said. I love it. But I will say that being in this bus so far, I have learned a lot about myself. I'm gaining a bit more self-growth, growth as a couple, growth as our little family. Um, I don't know, I'm, for one, on my own, again, and uh, we have our own home that we have huge responsibilities with. It's almost just like having a, a real home that you just bought. Like, there's a lot that goes into it. You have to prepare, repair a lot. You have to clean up your yard. You have to take care of your family. You have to cook and do all this. I mean, not that that's any surprise to me that that's what life is, but, I mean... It's a learning experience, and we're all growing from it, and I can definitely say for myself that, like, I'm going through a lot of challenges, but also it's very rewarding to learn, like, hey. You still don't know what's ahead. Exactly. And there's a lot to go on still, too. Yeah. I bet you guys are, like, antsy. Are you antsy, like... I just want to go already. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> I just want to go hiking. Just like take yeah. me to the mountains for the weekend. I just want to go for a freaking yeah. hike. I know. I, um, we actually were. We took a trip last December because we were so antsy, and we flew to Colorado, and then we drove from Denver over to uh, Utah, Utah, and then up into South Dakota and Montana, all the way up, and we drove all the way home from there. Wow. And. That was like, I think that we both needed that because that was right after we moved in, or right, uh... Kind of like a test. Right before we moved in, yeah, and it was like giving ourselves a taste of what it was going to be like. Why are we, it was re-motivating ourselves as to why we were doing things. Like, oh, we're going to be able to do this, but all the time. And we're going to be able to do this, and we don't have to hurry and get to the next place, and Mm -hmm. we don't have to hurry and get home for work. We'll be able to 
sit here and enjoy it. And it really kind of, I think, re-motivated both of us to work harder towards our goals. Yeah, definitely. And Treat yourself after all that hard work. Exactly, and yeah. Sacrifices you guys are making, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of re-push you. Exactly. And I think about that trip every day. Like, I tell him this, and I feel like, I kind of don't know if he believes me, but I think about that trip every day. Just because I, for one, that was my first time to Colorado. Two, that was my first time seeing mountains that big. And I love mountains. Yeah. Um, though I've only really seen mountains in Georgia and North Carolina. Um, but I think about that trip literally every day and how much joy it brought me and how much of like a connect that I felt to traveling and to seeing mountains and being in the mountains. There was like a true connection there that I felt like that was like deep within like my my genes. I'm like, I belong here. This is what I should be doing. I should be traveling. I shouldn't be working all the time. Though there's nothing wrong with working all the time. I do plan on working obviously, but there's like a huge connection between me, Josh, and then Justin. I know he'll feel it too, but just being out on the road and seeing everything and being able to experience all of that, there's something much deeper yeah. than just being like, oh, I've been here. Let me take a yeah. picture. It's much more than that. There was like a huge, deep spiritual connection to it where I'm like, this is where I should be and this is what I should always be doing. And that's such a huge motivator to me. So whenever I think about it every day, I'm like, okay. That also gives me a chance to be like, you'll be doing this eventually. Just freaking relax. Yeah. I've been extremely anxious. I'm like, I've been driving him crazy saying, oh, I just want to travel. I want to get out of here. I haven't been anywhere since December. I haven't been outside of St. Augustine or Jacksonville since December. And I've been going crazy because I'm like, I just want to freaking like scream I and like I get like that leave. sometimes too. I know. I mean, I feel like a lot of people get like that. Everybody wants awful. to travel. Nobody Where ever does Some people not want to get travel. like that and they don't realize they're like that. Yeah. They're just upset and they don't know why. And it's, like, you're you not need fulfilling to get the things space. you need. Yeah. You're fulfilling all these different aspects of like, you are only filling up one one part of your cup. You've got all these different segments that need to be filled up too, and you're only filling up the financial one. Yeah. You know, you're working. Mm-hmm. You might have a couple friends on the weekend you hang out with, but then there's all these other things that life has to has to offer you that you're not taking advantage of at all, and they don't realize that that's why they're upset. I've been driving him crazy. I mean, I'm going away soon for a week, and I'm going to uh, Colorado with my best friend Emily, and we're going to be yeah. traveling to Utah, which is really exciting because. Again, I haven't been anywhere, but I have been going crazy, and I've just been, he's been having to remind me, Nicole, just remember, we'll be able to do this every day. We'll be able to do this whenever we want, and that's something so beautiful to, like, have to be able to think about, like, just remember, there's always a, not a finish line, but you're working towards something. We're working yeah, towards something. Exactly. We're going to be able to travel whatever we'd like. I know it may not be in a year, not even maybe two years. Who really knows? But, I mean, eventually, this, like, our end goal is to able to see the world and be able to experience these things all together and I think think also the most important part like I said about the process is like a lot of people sometimes don't like appreciate the process when they're in the process Mm -hmm. and then they look back and they're like wow that was such a nice time you know and it's like getting anxious and stuff like you know you want to go already but like I feel like this when you look back, you're going to be like, wow, that was so many years ago that we Absolutely. were building that bus. And, yeah. you know, that, remember that time that yeah. we couldn't make yeah, exactly. <laughs> leaving we the apartment? Whatever, yeah. and it's really so, hard not to take that for granted while you're doing it. But, like, when you say that, I'm like, dang, don't take that for granted. Yeah. You're completely right. You it's, need to appreciate the process a lot more. And I've been It's similar to, like, uh, when you go through something shitty and it's during the time you're like, 
on the verge of tears and you're sad and then like someone reminds you it's like this is going to be really funny later on right now it's not <laughs> right now it's not very so funny you're gonna be laughing going, out this is this going to be funny you know what I'm saying um, that's so true I really do appreciate you guys coming of course it really means a lot especially you guys being like the first guests I was a little nervous, but I'm glad I did it with you guys because I kind of like know you guys yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know, I felt like a little <laughs> less clammy. I was glad you asked us because I, I I love um, talking about this kind of stuff yeah. and. He also listens to podcasts every day. I love podcasts. <laughs> I, yeah, literally every day. I, there's not a day that goes by that I don't at least yeah. turn a podcast on for 45 minutes. That's great. That's awesome, and I hope that you listen to Mondays because. And hey, we're doing this on gonna... Monday. Get it? <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> Do you? I didn't go uh, under the radar for me. I liked it.